What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast, where we talk about everything gaming, everything nerdy, basically everything awesome. I am one of the hosts, Super Hammer, and I am joined by Muggin. Yo. Yo, and we are not joined by the Hooch uh, for this episode. He unfortunately is on daddy duty, but he'll be back next week, so no worries there. Um, we got some good stuff to go over this week. Lots of new movies and shows and stuff, lots of gaming information, so yeah um lots to talk about there let me just run through the shameless shilling portion real quick so make sure to look at the patreon patreon.com forward slash a and pod um, we have a whole bunch of different tiers there that you can check out including a uh, exclusive discord for patrons and uh, we also do have a public discord for anyone that just wants to join in for free and just say hi talk about a whole bunch of different stuff um, you can go to discord.me forward slash a and r and uh, just go to the role assignment section and click anything that you are interested in and you'll have access to those channels. And then the last thing you can do is leave us a five-star review on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a five-star written review there. We'd really appreciate it. It really helps out with visibility and everything. So yeah, awesome. Um, now, into the good stuff. You ready? Yes. Okay, movies and TV first. So for those of you that are patrons, you already know. We're going to be talking just very quickly about Obi-Wan um, Kenobi. The, the finale here just happened. We're not going to go in details. We're not going to go spoilers or anything. And if you want a more detailed version of what we thought about it, because there's a lot to say from both of us, uh, you can become a patron and you can find that out for this week. Um, so, yeah, yeah. You, you can go ahead and start it off. What do you think about it? I mean, for me, I thought it ended about as good as it could. Had some epicness there. Definitely mm-hmm. some minor missteps. Um, uh, they could be particularly egregious to some <laughs> Hebrew. Um, but um, I, I think, you know, aside from, you know, handling some continuity stuff a little, what I would consider to be extremely heavy handedly, um, it ended about, I think, as good as it could, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I give the show overall like an. It waffles. The episodes, I think, waffle between seven and nine for me. Like, some of them are really good. Some of them are kind of middling, I think. To me, I think that... I do think that this show could have stood to be eight episodes long and to really focus on some stuff other than just, like, the one little bit. But I think that, uh, you know, they did what they could with it. And I'm glad... I was glad to see, you know, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan again. Um, And, yeah. That's me. What Fair enough. Um, yeah, for me, just real quick, I I was trying to be as open-minded about it as I possibly could all the way throughout the series. Um, some episodes I liked more than others. The last episode was actually, surprisingly, the one episode I liked the most going in um, for most of it. Up until the very end, something happened, and now it's literally, uh, I think, the show that I like the least out of anything. I despise the show now because of it. Because um, overall, for me, it was just with that moment as the kicker, everything was just so poorly mishandled. Um, I just I couldn't stand it anymore. The whole thing was filled with missed opportunities. And then honestly, like it's just not even responsible for it's not a responsible move to put this IP in the hands of the people that have had it recently, because at this point, they're literally destroying it. So yeah, that's I my take think, on it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think <laughs> my thing would be is like, you know, I'm personally not a fan of these like six episode jaunts because I think I feel like a lot of the I think a lot of the missteps could mm-hmm. have been resolved with a little more breathing room. You know, if they yeah. had two more episodes, so basically, you know, they're about 45 minutes each. So another hour and a half to kind of pad some of that stuff out and really resolve it. I think they probably could have done a better job with some of it because some of it was was rushed, and some of it Honest, was left honestly, slightly unresolved. But I don't know if there were the finesse was there to begin with to that's, that's really handle thing. it properly. It's, I think there's a finesse about like dealing with some of these, and and I think the bigger I think the biggest problem probably for you is you know this particular interaction is one that people have been dying for for a long time. Um, I mean, it's it was literally everything yeah. that sets so up like, everything. This, that is, this is the this is the one that you don't want to get wrong. So we'll yeah. see. 
I just for me, it's I just and I've I've said this before. I just hate when people sacrifice the integrity of the plot just to make convenient things happen. And that's what happened here to the highest degree that I've ever seen anything done before on the one of the most beloved IPs um, that we have, period, in existence. And so for for me, yeah, it's just one of those things where I, I want out of this era. They they don't know how to handle characters in this era. Start on something new, and they can ruin that, but I want them to stop ruining this, for God's sakes. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my take on it. We can, we can move on from there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and talk about... I'll bring it back to the Chris Pratt thing in a second, but... Um, Netflix brings the ad. You want to tell me about that a little bit? Well, yeah. So Netflix basically announced that they're bringing an advertising to the platform. So mm-hmm. um, I saw a lot of clickbait articles, like a lot of them, um, over the last day or two um, that made it really look like, oh, haha, screw everybody, ads are coming. And they all had literally the exact same poll quote from the dude who runs Netflix mm-hmm. that literally said, we believe we've missed an opportunity for people who want Netflix, think it's too expensive, but mm-hmm. would pay less and wouldn't care about watching ads. So literally yeah. this will be a brand new pricing tier below all other tiers that will have ad enabled Netflix. So right. if you are currently a Netflix subscriber, none of the current tiers at all will have ads in them. Only this newer, lower price tier. So you'll be able to drop down to this new tier um, mm-hmm. and save a couple bucks if you don't care ads. I mean, Hulu does it. Paramount Plus yep. does it. Like a bunch of these streamers do it where you can get that super, super cheap version or pay double that to get the real deal. So yeah. you just have for to me, make a decision. I, for me, I personally don't care. I think this is good. Uh, I've all, I'm all for bringing in like lower price versions it's just it's it's honestly similar to me um or as similar as uh microtransactions and you know mobile games it's just like um yeah there's a way to play you know to or to play whatever you want for free or for a much lower cost but you know there's just a few things that you're not going to be able to do as well like here you have ads before you have to grind more with games like i have i have hulu and my my hulu and my paramount accounts are both the ad ones Right. Just don't and, well, it's find no different than paying the extra money to get the ad re- the ad removed. Yeah, and it's I mean? no different than watching like cable TV, right? Well, so, except I can fast forward cable TV because I always watch it on DVR. But um, well, but if you're watching live TV, which a lot yeah, of people yeah, do, exactly. The and same honestly, experience. the ads aren't that egregious. There's normally only ever like two back to back, and then there's pretty long yeah. gaps. And you're you still know. coming out ahead uh, over live cable, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, I, I'm totally fine with this. I say all for it. Yeah. Um, all right. Next thing. Umbrella Academy Season 3 just came out. I personally love Umbrella Academy. I don't think you watch it, right? Okay. So, I watched most of Season 1. I actually really, really liked it. My wife mm-hmm. uh, wasn't as much of a fan, so I never finished mm-hmm. it. But it is on my list to watch it and get all caught up that and the boys are like my two like really wish i was up to speed on them but i'm not yeah fair enough and umbrella academy so let me just mention this here like i love umbrella academy season one season two fantastic of course there's a few things that i would change um season three came out and i have to say for a show that literally won visual effects awards before the very first episode is one of the most jarring things I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it has some of the most egregious looking um, CGI in it that I've ever fucking seen. It's crazy. And it's about like really simple stuff too. So I'm not sure what happened there, but it's literally only in the first episode. So like it's probably in the worst spot because whenever I opened it up, I was like, oh my God. Did funding get like cut in half for this series or something? But right after that, it goes right back to normal. So I don't know, but I have a feeling that's going to turn a lot of people off whenever they watch that. I wonder episode. if it's going to be one of those things. I don't remember what it was, but I remember a while at one point there was a, a movie mm-hmm. that was released and like the version of it that released 
uh, on streaming platforms, they like uploaded the wrong version that didn't have the final effects in it. And then like a couple weeks later, they, they uploaded the right one and replaced it. So I wonder Man, if it's something I, like that, I or maybe so. that they didn't like they they screwed it up. But it's really yeah, I went weird on, that, I literally, that the first one would suck, and then all the rest of them are fine. It just that seems great. like a little off to me. But yeah, well, that's what it, I like. Literally went online to check because I thought I was I, I I was like genuinely was so concerned. I was like, what What in the world is happening? Did like the funding get severely cut? Mm-hmm. And everyone was asking the same question. They were like, whoa, season one. I'm sorry. Uh, episode one, season three, what happened to the CGI? And what was even more baffling is that it's it was on scenes that like didn't need anything. Like it wasn't doing anything like super special. And it had the weirdest, most terrible CGI I've ever seen in like my life. Mm-hmm. It was so strange. So I'll have to go back and see if maybe like in a, a couple days if that's fixed or something. But yeah, it was so weird. No, um, weird. Other than that, though, yeah, fantastic series. Um, finished it up and it holds up. This one was a little more kind of, I want to say convoluted because that's not, that's quite a negative connotation to it. But like, it it, it was a little Dance. more dis disjointed than the previous seasons were. Um, so yeah, but that can be a good thing or a bad thing for some people. So, um, but that's pretty much it. Uh, Peaky Blinders season six. Also, that one just came out. Also, I'm a giant fan of that. I'm assuming you have not watched that either. Mm-hmm. Okay, Peaky Blinders Season 6. Now, this one's a straight-up amazing series. Uh, it's won tons of awards. It's one of the best shows I've ever watched in my life. Please watch it. I'm begging anyone that is interested in, like, you know, uh, any kind of gangster-ish, like, show. Uh, really, really, really cool. Um, lots of fun. But, yeah, check that out if you're interested at all. Um yeah, season six holds up 100%. Don't worry, they have a movie coming to finish everything off, apparently. So, yeah. Um, and then let's talk about the last thing here on the list for movies and TV. Everyone is mad about Chris Pratt as Mario still. <laughs> so, what is what is this scenario all about? Well, yeah. So, I mean, you know, they announced... I can't remember. It was a, a couple directs ago. I think it was... Um, yeah, I think it was like... I want to say six, seven months ago, right? Yeah, they were like, hey, the Mario movie is really happening. It's being done by Illumination, uh, which is the group that does, you know, Despicable Me and uh, the Sing movies and all that stuff. So they're like, you know, Pixar, but not Pixar. You know, they get the right that other type of whatever. Anyway, um, but I mean, they've made decent stuff, right? I mean, they're not like some low sure, budget yeah. hack or an unknown uh, company that's going to be handling this, so they, they they did the right thing, I think, and they went and they got like a well established studio that's had some really good work and makes good funny stuff and this that and the other. So, but then they they released like this huge like star studded cast with like all these huge name actors and and whatnot, and the whole world like basically blew up that like Chris Pat Pratt as Mario, like first of all he's not Italian, second of all. You know, Charles Martinet, who's been the voice of Mario since the dawn of Mario, is still alive. He's still being used by Nintendo. He's still a well-accomplished voice actor who does things other than just Mario. And they were they just didn't do it. And it's like, you know, so so, you know, there was round two of, um, you know, them trying to basically say, um. You know, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, when people hear Chris Pratt's performance, the criticism will evaporate. Um, and then he literally says, well, maybe not entirely. <laughs> uh, so he's already walking. It yeah. Back. So he's like, people love to voice opinions as they should. I'm not sure this is the smartest defense, but as a person who has Italian-American heritage, I feel like I can make that decision without worrying about offending Italians or Italian-Americans. I think we're going to be just fine. I feel like that's one of those things where it's just like, you're trying way too hard already to have your bases covered. It's like, well, we do like I'm Italian American, so like I can comfortably speak for everyone here that it's not going to be offensive. Um, but regardless, I'm not as concerned about that part as much as the like I don't I don't want to because they're they're coming out particularly confident about this, right? Like, and it's such a weird move that I feel like it's so obvious that everyone would be upset for it. Unless they have a super specific vision 
that is somehow justified in a way that we just can't imagine yet. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hoping that it's something like that. I remember the last time that a studio made a movie on a beloved IP and was really confident about said beloved IP. It was this movie called Dungeons and Dragons. Did, did you see, remember that one? <laughs> With, you know, I like never one, saw it, but I know Wayans I know the legend a, of it. One of the re- Wayans was a rogue, and it was right. god awful. Yeah, yeah it I, reminds I me of that. It. They were like, "Listen, we've got the right team. We've got this good director. We've got these great actors." And I was like, "You know, yeah, man. That you know, maybe they'll finally pull off that good D and D movie. Do you know what I mean?" And then it was like, mm-hmm. "Womp womp." Um, I, I get the same vibes here, where they're like, "No, guys, don't worry." We got this. It's going to be tremendous. You know, it's just like, <laughs> bro, like don't because now you're now you're doing like like it, it, now you're going to end up in like a situation like like kind of like Hello Games was with No Man's Sky, which, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm just bringing that up because we're talking about later. But um, but you don't get a chance to redeem a bad movie. Yeah. A bad video game that has good bones. You can fix it. Bad yeah. movie you're gonna update is that. done. Like once it's out, it's out. So mm-hmm. yeah, I and mean, I guess unless you're Zack Snyder and the Justice League, but because um, I, I guess mean, that I is mean, a thing. But well, let's think about Morbius real quick. We're gonna be getting a sequel to that, and that was the worst garbage I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> did, so. did you see the thing where uh, like they more they called it morbing morbing Morbius? So oh like yeah, where it where it like went on Twitch and it was on a loop and it was like getting like bajillions of people. So they put it back in theaters and it flopped again. Yep. I was just like, yes. I haven't seen it yet, but um, well, but but that's the thing. It didn't flop though. I mean, it flopped. I think it flopped whenever it went back to theaters. But no, whenever it, it was in theaters, it the didn't first make. Time. I didn't make a ton of money though. I don't think it. it no, made, it did make a shit ton of money. That was the did problem. It? Yeah, mm. that was the problem. It's getting a sequel because it made a shit ton of money. Oh, Even so though it was one of those made a bunch thing. of money because everyone went to see it opening weekend only to find out it was hot, hot garbage, basically. Exactly. But like, since it the made whole so much world money, went they, don't realize, they don't realize that the reviews and the, the user reviews saying it sucks means don't make a sequel. Exactly. Good, exactly. Good, so, good, good call. Go Sony. It was, the, it was like the Transformers effect, right? Because <laughs> we had that same thing with the Michael Bay Transformers after a little bit where literally everyone went and saw them just to be like, oh, man, that was such a shit movie. But because yeah, like the, the first one was sold, fine. The first one was fine. Right, right, right. The I second agree. one was OK. And then they just got progressively like worse. worse and worse. But and you worse, kept going yeah. to, to go like, this one can't be as bad as the last one. Right. Fuck, he got me again. <laughs> like, so it, it was definitely one of those scenarios playing out. But yeah. for here, like it, it's definitely not going to have that broad of an appeal. And I I don't know. Like I, it's. It's strange. I would just really hope the one thing that I really hope is not happening here, which after talking to a lot of um, voice actors now, um, voiceover actors, I, you know, they're just like they're just attaching these names wherever they can, because, you know, animated shows that require voiceovers are now selling for so much that it's become far more profitable for um, you know, actors and actresses to come into the fold. So, well, you know, when it started, right? I read a really interesting like like essay about with this. with what specific movie you're talking yeah about? like when this whole with, thing like one? started it was Robin Shrek? no it was Robin Williams in the original Latin he was the first like big name like TV and movie personality that lended his mm-hmm. voice to like an a a a, a, a big budgeted like Disney animated movie because ahead of that they used right. a lot less well known actors and actresses and right. like. It was Snow White. You didn't see the name of the people playing the voices on the on the on the on the billboard. It was just it's Snow right. White, you know. So like Robin Williams made a big deal about it, and he actually got in a big fight with Disney and never worked with them again because he said, "I'll do this because I want mm-hmm. to, but you cannot put my name anywhere. I will not be the reason that you sell this movie." You're going to sell it on its own merit because people want to see Aladdin. I don't want them just coming because they want to see me, Robin Williams, because he was huge right. at the time. Um, Back when, when actors had integrity. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> and then they basically completely backstabbed him, did the whole movie, and then like used him huge in the, in the marketing of it. And he was, 
he was pissed and he said, I will never work for you again. And that was the right. end of his relationship. But that was the beginning of the big name talent because well, doing no... voice work to sell a movie. That was that right. was the turning point because after that, that movie specifically, it all turned after that. Everybody started doing it because they saw how well he did and how beloved that character became. And you know, you know that no one could have done that character like him. But he's a unique oh, person. There there are people that can that can do good voice work that are good actors, but there are plenty of voice actors that are not actor actors and there's a lot more, in my opinion, that needs to be done when you're doing the voice versus doing the full acting. It's a different type of acting. Yeah, there's a, there's inflections in your voice and stuff that have to convey emotion that's, that a lot of times can't be perfectly conveyed with whatever you're doing. So, Without physicality. Yeah, yeah so I, I and I, there are plenty of actors that can do both, right? There are plenty of oh, them. Yeah, we see sure. them all the time. But um, I mean, Robin Williams is a great example of yeah, one that does but both. But yeah. I think people kind of like I think overall I think voice actors get frustrated because now they're losing jobs to the yeah. bigger name actors not necessarily because they're not as good but because that bigger name actor has a bigger draw Do right well I mean? that's actually like in the conversations that I've had during these interviews with the voice actors and actresses that we've had so far like that's the thing is that they're mentioning and they're not like particularly like super bitter about it granted they might just be nice like you know because it's being recorded right but <laughs> you know like they definitely are like it, it is a shame that you know all of these people are coming out of the woodwork and not even just for movies anymore even for shows like for instance um we had uh um the guy who plays uh uh kung fu panda jack black poe poe no, no well yeah poe but jack black plays poe and in the movies, he always played Poe. But in the Netflix series and stuff like that, the guy that we interviewed, he plays him. Mm -hmm. And um, now that they're having Netflix is having a new series come out, and they actually are having Jack Black in for that because they're paying him a ridiculous amount of money because they know that that's going to get the draw um, more so than before. So he's he's off that project now. So it's those kinds of things where they're and that was originally his, you know, thing. So that's a little bit different of an example, but it just shows you that like it's becoming far more profitable for art or for actors now to come even into animated shows and things like that, let alone movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I remember when like they announced Rosario Dawson was going to be playing Ahsoka. All mm -hmm. I could think in my head was like, why didn't you just have Ashley Eckstein do it? Exactly. Because I've I've met her. Right. She, mm -hmm. she, and I've seen, she cosplayed Ahsoka at one point and was like bang on perfect. And yeah. it's like, you know, it, it's probably a little bit of both where maybe she didn't want to do it. Maybe she doesn't have, you know, a lot of act, like in-camera acting experience. You know what I mean? Plus Rosario Dawson is a good actress. She's, she's strong. I thought she did fine in the role. It's just for me, it's still the voice doesn't match up, but you know, yeah, I think it. I think it's a rough spot to be in right now. I think also the pandemic didn't help. You know, when movies were shut down, I think a lot of actors were were like drawn to try and do some voice work because they could just do it from home, and um, mm -hmm. I think that also helped a little bit. Not to mention the fact that, like, like you said, these animated show, like look at look at look at um, Arcane. Arcane. You know what I mean? Like, there is a lot of draw and a lot of money to be made. Um, a lot of subscriber counts that can be found on the backs of animated stuff. So yeah, I can definitely right. see that being a thing. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, we let's beat, go ahead we and, and move to on death. to the next thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but let's go ahead and go on to the gaming stuff now. So this one is particularly exciting for you. Mm -hmm. So Samsung Gaming Hub is officially coming soon. Do you want to tell us a little story here about that? Yeah, I think we briefly touched on it last week i think it was or the week before i know we talked about how before. i picked up the new yeah. tv and i was and then i found out that this was coming and i was like oh shit um so i got a little pop-up notification on my tv today it actually <laughs> happened twice it says um you know samsung gaming hub is coming soon allowing for streaming of you know blah 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 um you know just wanted you to know kind of thing and I was like, oh, it's happening. So it's in six days. <laughs> so it's June 30th is when it releases. So, um, yeah, I will report back 
Um, I charged up my PlayStation controller because apparently it works with PlayStation controllers. Um, and it was weird that they specifically called out PlayStation DualShock controllers and they didn't call out Xbox controllers for the Microsoft streaming platform. But anyway, um, yeah. it probably has to do with some weird Bluetooth integration. But um, I think so. Anyway, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to checking that out. So I will let you guys know. But um, it definitely, to me, signifies kind of the next step in the evolution of like gaming as a whole. Um, yes. You know, console games, but without the console. Um, it's something that I've. I think this is we've seen coming for a long time. We've seen it coming, right? Yeah, this is probably the first like you. you there was Stadia, and there was um, what was Amazon's Luna? Um, you know, there's been a couple of these like cloud gaming platforms that have tried to take off, but just haven't fully like cut the mustard. Uh, but yeah. I've I've fiddled with some of the Xbox um, Game Pass streaming stuff, like on my phone and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. and it works surprisingly well. Um, you know, as long as you can maintain a decent interconnect connection. Um, so be interested to see how it goes. But yep, that's coming. So, all right. Well, I mean, I'm I'm super excited for you. I definitely wish I had a Samsung just TV just so I could do that. But of course, I have every brand of TV in this house other than Samsung. So um, that's yeah. I think it's well. This is the thing. Like Samsung is smart because to partner with Microsoft. They said oh, yeah. at some point it will be available other ways. Like, there's going to be a stick and everything. But, like, I'm of the opinion now, like, especially after getting this new TV that has, like, all the apps embedded and they work really well versus, like, my old TV where it was an old TV. So, it was, like, it wasn't really well integrated. You couldn't just install apps. It was just whatever's there. Like, it's great to just have one TV with one remote that does all the things. You know what I mean? I don't yes. have to, like, go, oh, let me switch to video two. Let me switch to video three. Let me go to HDMI five. You know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Granted, you can still, I mean, like, if you had a universal remote control, like, you can Well, still yeah, you can, but, but it's, it's still, but it's, it's still more a matter yeah. of, like, different devices with a hundred different plugs in the wall. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. I agree. Yeah. It's just, it's nice. So, anyway, I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens next there. So, that's that. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, this one's another one that's pretty interesting to you specifically. I've never even heard of this one. But this Final Fantasy sad. Record Keeper shutting down after seven and a half years. Yeah, so this sh- is your first serious mobile gacha game. You said? Yeah, shout out to Farm Geek first of all, who posted this in the Discord that this was happening and it blew <laughs> my mind. Um, so, Final Fantasy Record Keeper was this really interesting idea that that Square Enix had back in kind of the earlier gotchas. Like, I think I played this on my like iPhone um, 3G. Like, it was that long ago. Oh wow! Um, yeah, dude. Um, like I found Reddit through this game. Like I didn't even read it until I played this. Um, but, um, yeah, it was this game where basically you were in this library, you were a record keeper and there, I I can't remember the story perfectly, but there was the records were going bad and, and the pages were starting to turn blank. So you had to go and relive these memories to rewrite the pages. So you would, you were basically jumping into, like boss battles from all of the different Final Fantasy games that ever existed. And when you went and did these boss battles and did these like events, so you do an event and it would be like Final Fantasy one inspired. So you'd, they'd give you warrior of light and you would go in and you'd fight through these chapters that were from the original Final Fantasy game, but you would assemble a team of five characters. And then as you played the game, those five characters could come from any game any final mm-hmm. fantasy game ever made so you would end up with final fantasy 7 and 10 and 9 and 12 and the mmo and like all over the place the characters were coming from and the way they did it was it was um the characters you got all the characters for free like they just mm-hmm. you did the event you got the character so you want a cloud you went to the final fantasy 7 event boom cloud you wanted this character go do the event for their thing the gotcha was the weapons so there were generic uh, weapons, okay. and then every character had a character-specific weapon that was just theirs. So that was the gotcha. And you would do your pulls, and you'd do a 10 pull, and if you did 10, you got a free one, so you got 11, and then that one had a higher chance to be the 5-star for the special character, and they had banners and events, and 
it was awesome. I played that for years, man. And I finally just like dropped off it when I found, I think, I think Star Wars Galaxy Heroes was what actually got me to, um, eventually stop playing it. Like I was playing Galaxy hmm. Heroes for a while and then I was finally like, I can't manage multiple games right now. And the record keeper was getting kind of stale. And, um, I went back like a year ago to check it out cause they were doing like some crazy, like, I think it was on their fifth anniversary event. And I was like, there is, they've added so much to this game. I have no idea what's going on. Delete. Um, but yeah, so apparently they unexpectedly announced a couple days ago that they were going to be closing the servers down soon. Sorry for your luck. Have a nice day. Um, yeah. So I, um, the, jo- the, 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 the mobile gaming, you know, the death of the mobile game, right? Yeah. So, well, I had that happen not too long ago with Naruto blazing. I so remember. I, I was just starting I, to play that with you. And then it was like, I know. Bad. I literally like I'm I, like I mean you know how much I miss the game obviously but because we've talked about it multiple occasions but yeah like I've literally tried everything I can to like see if there's like another version of it somewhere or another game like it and there's just nothing and I miss I, it now so much yeah. I'm like I, I'm like why didn't I play you more when I had the chance <laughs> yeah I think the next so, to me I think the next big one that that's gonna give us all kind of a chance to um to do this is going to be that Lord of the Rings um, game that CG's dropping. Suppose the expectation is going to come out towards the end of the year, but it's basically, you know, the guys that make Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes. They've had the Lord of the Rings license for a while, and they've been working on this game. And they finally said, "Yo, it's coming, like coming soon." Mm-hmm. And they they haven't dropped a ton of info on it, but the understanding most people have is that it's basically based off of galaxy of heroes, but then reskinned and then updated, you know, with new systems and whatnot and streamlined and taking all the things they've learned over the last six plus years in galaxy of heroes. And, um, so I think, I think that one's going to be, in my opinion, a good one. You like for all, all to jump in on the ground floor and like make the guild. You know what I mean? It's just it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's got a good IP tied to it. You know what I mean? And it's got a strong right. development team behind it that hasn't been like the worst thing you've ever ever played. I've never really looked at CG and been like, this is the worst mobile developer ever. I feel completely ripped off. <laughs> like I don't even spend that much in that game, and I've never really felt like oh crap man if i don't spend this money right now i'm screwed forever um so we'll see but um yeah yeah well i i definitely think i mean there's a lot of nostalgia built up into a lot of these games and i definitely want a new one to come out that just i don't know like hits the marks on feeling familiar and not being like super pay to win or anything i'm okay with them charging money for stuff but just don't make it crazy and just give me a good end game that's all I want. So hopefully this Lord of the Rings. Yeah, game I don't want it to that. be as gotcha dependent for me. I don't want it to be like the only way I can get a good character is if I pull for it, you know, like Dislight. Or I yeah. want it to be more like, you know, Galaxy Heroes. Like, there's never, like, you know, in MSF, like a new character comes out, there's like, oh, here's 50 bucks. Um, you know, the only way to get this character is to buy it. Right or the right. or or it's never ever foundable or the the they're never rolled out at the right time. Like the one thing Galaxy Heroes has always done is, you know, their release cadence has been like set in stone. You could set your calendar by it. Like if something drops exactly this time period, and I don't remember the exacts, but exactly this time period from the day that that character debuts, it will go to a node somewhere to farm. There is right. the the only characters that have shifted a little bit are the new conquest characters, but even those, the very first conquest character just became farmable through a in-game store. So so even those now are guaranteed to at a specific time become farmable somewhere. So you know, whereas in MSF, like I still can't directly farm. There's tons of characters you can't get at all. And then I can't yeah. directly farm a lot of these characters. Are like, oh, we're just gonna put them in this orb, or you're just gonna be in this orb, and you got a four percent chance to get them. And it's just like, I don't want that again. Blah. Um, yeah. So I think I mean, Galaxy of Heroes has made tons of money without having to do that, and they they do have like boxes where you can buy like here's a box, and it's got between eight and three hundred thirty character shards in it, and 
you can wail out on those if you want that character early. Um, yeah, I remember. I think I got but one if of you're those back in the day. Whenever I played for the Night Sisters, yeah, that was a long time ago. That was a very long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, but anyways, um, good stuff there. I hopefully we get we get that Lord of the Rings game coming out soon. But let's go ahead and move on to the next thing. So into the breach, into the breach, into the breach. Yeah. Advance edition coming July nineteenth ahead of Netflix released mobile version of the game. Is this the first one that Netflix is releasing? I th- I think it is. I think um, it is. Yeah. I think it is. So into the breach is a uh, you know like Fire Emblem Advance Wars X like tactics puzzle kind of game. It's uh, very very good it's it's rated as probably one of the best of that style it's all pixel art so it's very like advanced wars feeling so mm-hmm. um the mobile edition will be available july july 19th for anyone with a netflix subscription will get the mobile edition for free right so i don't know exactly how that's going to work but that apparently is the way it's going to do and on the same day all of the updates that they did for this edition are going to be released for free to every other platform that the game is on. So they put in like 40 new weapons and five new mechs and new bosses, new enemies, new musics, new pilots, new missions, a harder difficulty mode that's like called, it's actually called unfair. Because <laughs> it's like supposed to be super right. freaking um, uh, hard. So... It's. I think it's really neat to see like them put additional work into it, you know, while they're prepping it for mobile, and then oh, that, yeah. that falls back to the rest of the player base that already owns the game. So, you know, this is one that I've actually always been super interested in playing. So, mm-hmm. I'm stoked that I'm going to get a chance to play it for free um, since I have a Netflix subscription. If you didn't know that, um, I'll have to give it a shot. As yeah, well, I mean, just because... free. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's for free. So. Might as well give it a go. I mean, my, my my question is, is it is it the full, like, not monetized in any way game, right? Right. Or is it is there some kind of weird mobile monetization I, they put in? My guess is... I'm assuming not monetized. I don't think it's monetized. I think they're going to come out of the gate with this, like, fully realized experience that, that is not microtransaction. Because I think that's going to leave people with a good taste in their mouth for mm-hmm. Netflix's first release. So... Right. Should be sweet. All right. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the next thing then. This is Overwatch 2 is replacing Overwatch 1 on release. Now, this is pretty good. First of all, we do know, um, I think we mentioned this before, but that Overwatch 2 will be free to play, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's coming out on October 4th, and it's going to literally, like, you cannot play the old game anymore whenever that happens. It's now Overwatch 2 because they're totally shifting things around, like, there won't even be 6v6 anymore. It's it's now 5v5 from now on, which, first of all, let me just say I like that more. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's what do you think about this coming out? Are you pumped for it? Are you still upset about... I'm still upset about Blizzard till the day I die, basically, but I will still give this a shot. Well, I mean, well, it's free, so why wouldn't you? Um, I, think, right. I think the problem here is that like I don't like the idea of a new version of a game just invalidates the old version because they've made enough changes and I've heard enough people bitching about this new Overwatch to go well should they really get rid of the first one because this one sounds like I'm thinking they don't want to good. split the player base. Well, I think I think I think there's that and I also think they don't want new players that haven't played it before to be you know have an opportunity to play the old one and realize it was better. But um, yeah, I I do think five v five is better than six v six. That that's personal. Like yeah, that's not I necessarily objective. I, I wouldn't really but. know exactly how that affects the game until I play it. But you know, yeah. the question for me becomes like I, I haven't read, I haven't looked up all of the detail. Um, uh, apparently there was a big AMA a couple of days ago where they answered answered it all, but um, the uh. You know, are they going to have all the Overwatch 1 maps in it? Are they going to have the Overwatch 1 game modes? Or is it going to be, you know, some heroes don't make it and some modes don't make it and some maps don't make it? You know, that's always like, um, 
makes it, you know, I don't know, makes it weird. And then someone, I read a comment somewhere where someone was like, you know, calling it Overwatch 2 makes it really confusing. They should have just called it like Overwatch Nova or, you know, because it's really just a new version of the game. It's not radically different enough to get a numeric change. Do you know what I mean? Um, right. You know, kind of like Final Fantasy fourteen became Final Fantasy fourteen Reborn. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's basically just an update. Like Final Fantasy seven Remake isn't called Final Fantasy nine. Do you know what I mean? Because it's <laughs> right. it's, it's the it's an updated version. Even though there that one is actually has radical differences. So I mean, what do you think about? That I mean, I I think it makes sense personally. Like I I think it's mostly just for the fact of I think the player base has definitely gone down a lot since its release. Um, that makes sense. It hasn't got the best PR recently, neither for the game or you know the parent company of Blizzard. So I just have a feeling they just don't want to even entertain the idea yeah. of splitting the pay. And it's six so. years old, so people. I mean, that player base honestly is probably just right. dead as hell I, as it is. Right, and I do think that this is. I agree with you in thinking that this is a glorified update. Right, like I don't know if I would necessarily say that this is worthy of a two in yeah. front of it, but um, but yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm okay with it. You know, I'm more curious to see the execution on it than anything else. But yeah, it's um, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's free to play. To my, well, I mean, my question also becomes, and, and maybe yeah. this is an AMA, but I haven't, I, I don't care enough about the game to dig that deep, but right, you know, in the transition from a game that once cost what I think it was like forty bucks or whatever. And then you basically yeah. got every character for free forever. Um, and the only monetization was cosmetic loot boxes. Yeah. How are they going to handle a fully free-to-play transition? Are you going to have to, like, now buy characters? How heavily are they going to monetize? Or is it going to be... Are they going to try and do it all via cosmetics, like, Riot-style? Like, I mean, Riot-style can support it. So, I mean, if they do it they just have to go hard on it that's the thing yeah so like we'll have to see what their full monetization schedule looks like but yeah you gotta make i mean i know looking back on a lot of riot skins now they look fucking terrible but at the time on on release they were like oh hell yeah this is awesome and so that's all you really have to do is just make sure that the skins that you're releasing are worthy of people buying them you know for the the current time period that you're releasing them in so yeah if you do that then you're gonna make some a ridiculous amount of money so yeah yeah um all right next game uh no man's sky coming to the switch on october 7th Mm -hmm. this is pretty cool because i've never played no man's sky i know you know all about the issues that it had whenever it first came out and how it's one of the best gaming companies in regards to totally free content that's been updated like a thousand times over now that have all been incredibly high quality from from what i hear yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's a, the, definitely the redemption story of all of all redemption stories yeah. in the gaming industry, I would say. So, uh, first of all, I want to say I think they definitely deserve this new way to, for them to make money with a port. Um, so, I'm all for it. I like, you know, supporting them. They are one of the few gaming companies that I see have truly rede- redeemed themselves in my eyes. Um, but, yeah, and playing this on a Switch seems like it would be pretty cool so they might actually have me as a customer on this one at least yeah yeah the big news was they released the list of the content right mm-hmm. so apparently it's going to be about a year behind the the game everywhere else um and mm-hmm. i think it's probably just because of you know it takes time to port all this stuff because they're not just like oh, dropping sure. it in there when we do it so it goes all the way through up um you know they name all of their um releases right so it's like foundation and next and beyond and whatever so it goes all the way through prisms um which was released on june 2nd 2021 so so yeah that should be that should be pretty sweet um yeah that's a lot that's a lot of additional content like um I'm I'm assuming this it's all free too coming down the pipeline just like on on the that's the that's the assumption is that it's going to be just free they're working on their next game right now so they're right you know they've like every time they have a new update they sell more copies of the game right because each time someone goes man I've I've heard of that game and now it's getting yeah I need to give them a shot um 
So I've had All it right. for a while. I've dove in and out of it here and there. It's a, it's really a good game. Um, and luckily it had good bones when it came out that they were able to update it. So good stuff, right. man. Looking forward to checking it out. Everybody's like, man, if just getting this game running, because it's like fully procedurally generated, you know, mm-hmm. so the, the processor on there has to do a lot of work to generate stuff as you're moving through the planets and the galaxy. Like, cause all of it is generated that way. Right. Well, I mean, definitely a lot to, to love there. I, yeah. I am glad that they're going to be making some money again, too. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to give this one a shot, so we'll have to see. Um, okay, next thing. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 shows off a massive, messy JRPG. Have, now, you've, you've played the series before, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what's your take on this one? Give okay. the trailer. So the saw. reason, so they called it, the, the, this article calls it that um, in their headline. The the messy but, part? Yeah, but it's not, yeah. it's actually not a dig. Like if you read the article, the guy says, and mm-hmm. that's what makes it so good. Um, right, okay. So Xenoblade Chronicles is basically, all of their games are basically, it's like an MMO, but in a single player package. So. Okay. There's an overarching storyline that's like generally very well done. And then there's like all of the MMO trappings of crafting and questing and side quests and fetch quests and kill quests and exploration and, and mining and trade skills. And it's just it's just you're offline so you can do it when you want. And if you want to take a break, you're not falling behind anybody else. Um, the worlds are always very big. Um, they're saying this one's even bigger. Um, and then it just, I mean, it's as JRPG as JRPGs can get. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, and, I'm looking um, at the trailer. I mean, I'm all, I'm all in. Um, I actually, I, I have Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I've played a good bit of it, but I, it's been a while since I picked it up. So I'm probably gonna, I want to get, um, they released the Chronicles 1 definitive edition, which was originally, I think a Wii U game. Or a Wii game? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been released now on the Switch as well. So this will be the whole... All of the Xenoblade... And then there's Xenoblade Chronicles X as well. And I don't know if that's made it over yet. But um, yeah, I want to play through some of the old ones and then jump into this. Looks... I don't know. I like the idea of that. You know, just you can grind it. You can enjoy it. You can kind of play it your way like an MMO and take it at your it's own definitely- pace. definitely... Yeah, it's definitely nice that it's, you know, all single player based, so you can really kind of do your own thing with it. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's almost too stereotypically JRPG for me, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it is, it is like epitome of JRPG, so, which is probably surprising from someone like me that, that loves anime, but it's just whenever the, I guess what I don't like is, whenever the graphics of a JRPG just looks so goofy, I guess. And this one is better, but I still think it has that kind of like heavily overlapping, um, you know, character models and things like that. And it just looks a little meh. Like Genshin, in my opinion, looks a thousand times better than this. Um, But yeah, so either way, though, I know it has a huge following. So glad it comes out. It looks you know, good I, as far I as will like always love me a good just trashy JRPG, man. Like you throw me Fair in front enough. of like a solid, you know, turn based combat, story driven, you know, thing. Like, dude, I mean I was in I I every time I boot up Dragon Quest Eleven, I'm in heaven, man. It's it's mm-hmm. that game is the epitome of of like a very well done modernized JRPG. So at the root, it's still a turn-based combat system, but it's it's like the cell shading, the character design, you know, I'd agree with that. The combat sure. system, the the way that the story is like very rich and deep, and every it's just it's like everything you could want, you know. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And speaking of those, we have Fire Emblem's Warriors Three Hopes reviewed. So apparently, this one it says it's not for everyone. Is the tagline on this article here? Yeah. So, um, th- well, three. You know, three hopes is the Muso, right? So, right. Um, you know, like, uh, 
you know, anytime they take a, a well-known IP and put the word warriors after it, you know, there's the Zelda Hyrule warriors, right. there's um, Persona Strikers is actually a Musou as well. Um, you know, it's all based off of Dynasty Warriors, right? So Dynasty exactly. Warriors came out and that eventually hack and slash crazy. Eventually, yeah. at some point, like they got the idea of using other people's IP, and mm-hmm. um, and that's really what like people are like. It's really weird that the IP games are better than the their base games, and it's like, well, I mean, maybe it's weird, but I think it kind of makes sense. But yeah, um, so. What has basically been said is like, look, if you don't like Muso games, this it's, one's not going to change not gonna your be mind. For you. However, yeah, if you are okay with Muso games, then this one does have a lot of Fire Emblem in it. So, in addition to the combat being Muso and using your Fire Emblem characters, it has a ton of like the social interaction that people are familiar with Fire Emblem know about, right? Like. You talk to your party members and you build relationships with them. And as you battle with them or you talk to them more, your friendship level grows. And when your friendship level grows, your combat prowess with each other is better because you work better as a team. You know what I mean? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it seems like it's a solid it's going to be a solid entry into that genre. And if you're interested into Muso and Fire Emblem, it probably it sounds like a wet dream. You know what I mean? Like, um I remember High Hyrule Warriors, not the new one, because I haven't played that one. That's like Breath of the Wild three, but the original right. one that was released on the God, I don't even remember what it was originally on, but I've I've got it on the Switch. The game is fantastic, like for a Muso, it's really good. It's very very lot big cast of characters, lots of cool abilities and stuff. Um, you just have to be ready to zone out and just you know swing your sword and kill three hundred people at once. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And that's that's the thing. Like, I I didn't get into the Zelda one as much as I thought I was going to, and I'm just not a big Fire Emblem guy, so I I don't think I'll play this one. But I am kind of I like I am wanting another Dynasty Warriors style game. I just need to find the right IP <laughs> version of it. I I do remember. I don't know if you do you remember Mystic Heroes, the game Mystic Heroes from. Uh, uh, I think it was on the GameCube. Let me look it up because I the name sounds uh, familiar. It is the best version of that style of game that I've ever played in my entire life. It was astounding. All of my friends and I were playing it together. It was a blast. And it, for some reason, never had a sequel. And I have never been able to find like because I've played you know a a decent amount since of those style of games just trying to find one that matches up mm-hmm. and just can't so mm-hmm. it's unfortunate but yeah I am I am kind of itching um I need to scratch that itch you know what I mean yeah yeah I hear but you. all right well that pretty much wraps it up for this week though that is everything so mm-hmm. yeah do you have anything else to mention or are you good. I think that's it. I know I'm going to be trying to watch Miss Marvel uh, at some point here, um, and then I yeah, know now that now that Kenobi's done, Doctor Strange uh, just dropped on Dis Plus as well. So I'm yes, I got to rewatch that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, that's going to do it for this week, guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, once again, don't forget to leave those five star reviews. Yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcast, really, really, really big help. Um, and yeah, so thank you very much, Muggin. Thank you. And we will see you next time. Peace.